Hello, everyone. My name is Ted Neely from Jesus Christ Superstar, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 203 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week our guest on On Screen and Beyond is Ted Neely. He is... From the movie Jesus Christ Superstar, he played Jesus in the film. And, uh, of course, he was on Broadway, and he's done all sorts of other stuff. We're going to talk all about that. And, now get this, if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area on, uh, let's see here, February 28th at 7.30 p.m. at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, he is going to be there. They're going to be showing a 40th anniversary print of the film, and it's great theater to see it in because it's so nice there and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and he and Barry Denon and Bob Bingham are going to be there and they're going to be doing a Q&A you'll get to meet them and uh, just just have a lot of fun so be sure to check that out we'll talk about all of that and it's coming up with Ted Neely in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond but it is that time of the month when we look and see what's coming our way in the next month so in March we're going to see what's coming as far as releases in theaters and on DVD and Blu-ray. So let's get right into it. Remake Madness coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, well, as far as remakes coming your way in March in theaters, on March 7th, the classic Rocky and Bullwinkle show characters Mr. Peabody and Sherman comes to the big screen along with the Wayback Machine, so be sure to check that one out. And... The fan-favorite Veronica Mars TV show jumps to the big screen on March 14th, starring Kristen Bell. And the story of Noah and his arc are retold once again in Noah, starring Russell Crowe and Emma Watson on March 28th. That is it for Remake Madness, coming your way in theaters in March. Next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies coming your way in March, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies coming your way in March on March 7th. The Grand Budapest Hotel with Jude Law, Bill Murray, and many others arrives. And Tyler Perry's Single Moms Club hits theaters on March 14th. Also on March 14th, look for Need for Speed as it brings back the car chase films of the 70s. Jason Bateman makes his directorial debut on March 14th in Bad Words as a man causes havoc with the National Quill Spelling Bee. And the much-talked-about Nymphomaniac steams its way into theaters on March 21st. And Sabotage with Arnold Schwarzenegger shoots up theaters on March 28th. That's it for upcoming new movies coming your way in March. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take you down to Sequel City. Find out what's coming your way in March as far as sequels. <laughs> 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sequel City in March. Well, the sequels are coming your way as far as 300 Rise of an Empire as it rips its way into theaters on March 7th. And The Muppets Return on March 21st in Muppets Most Wanted. And on March 28th, Marlon Wayans returns with A Haunted House 2, which continues the comical story of A Haunted House. That is it for sequels in March in theaters. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD coming your way in March, right here on On Screen and Beyond. TV on DVD, well, March 4th. You can look for Ancient Aliens, Season 5, Volume 2, Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, The Renewal, Rawhide, Season 7, Volume 1 and 2, and Starsky and Hutch, Season 1. March 11th, look for Dennis the Menace, Volume 1, Diagnosis Murder, Season 8, In the Heat of the Night, Season 2 and 3, and Season 6 and 7, and Vikings, the miniseries. March 18th, Atlantis, Season 1, Beetlejuice, Season 2 and 3, Devious Maid, Season 1, and Flashpoint, Season 6. March 25th, Californication, Season 6. Here's Lucy, the complete series, Little House on the Prairie, Remastered, Season 1, Mystery Science Theater 3000, will be coming your way, and Veep, Season 2. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We've got it right here on On Screen and Beyond. Movies on DVD coming your way in March. On March 4th, you can catch 12 Years a Slave and also Girl Rising with Kate Blanchett, Hours with Paul Walker, The Last Days on Mars, and Old Boy with Josh Brolin. On March 7th, you can catch The Hunger Games with Jennifer Lawrence, The Book Thief with Jeffrey Rush, Homefront will be coming your way with Jason Stratham on March 11th, and Out of the Furnace also with Christian Bale. March 18th, American Hustle with Christian Bale, Frozen with Kristen Bell, and The Jungle Book 2, along with Saving Mr. Banks with Tom Hanks. And on March 25th, Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn, Walking with Dinosaurs with Justin Long, and The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. That is it for movies on DVD coming your way in March. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take you into our interview segment with Ted Neely, who played Jesus in the film Jesus Christ Superstar, also on Broadway he's done it, along with all kinds of other things he's done. He's going to be at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, on Friday, February 28th at 7.30. They'll have a Q&A and a nice, beautiful print of Jesus Christ Superstar for you to view. And it's only 12 bucks. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area or the Oakland area, hop aboard the BART. It brings you right there to the uh, Orinda Theater. And you can just uh, take your time, relax, and have a good time. And Ted Neely is going to talk about all that. It's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Just over 40 years ago, my guest starred in the classic film Jesus Christ Superstar as the title role of Jesus, and on Friday, February 28th, at the historic Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, he, along with two of the other stars of the film, Barry Denon and Bob Bingham, will be on hand for a Q&A and a screening of the film Jesus Christ Superstar. It's Ted Neely. Ted, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks for having me. Ted, does it seem like 40 years has gone by since you did that role on film? Oh, absolutely not. It was only four years ago, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I'm amazed, honestly, that the folks everywhere still have a soft spot in their heart for this film. It's just absolutely remarkable. And I have had the great opportunity to work in, in live productions and tours and whatever, superstar along the line. And I find that generationally, it passes over that line constantly, and the next generation loves it and shows it to their children as well. It's just absolutely remarkable. Yeah, the the songs in that film were so... I can remember back then when it first came out, and it was just like the songs just blowed you right away. I mean, they were just such <laughs> great songs. Yeah, I know uh, dear friends of mine uh, were were singing those songs before I ever even heard it, you know, and uh, from the original album, it, you know, it was an original concept album that came out long before the film and long before we did it in New York and around the country. So you're absolutely right. Those songs, as they say, had earworms, so to speak, where you, once you hear them, they're in there, you can hum along with them, you can sing along with them, and that's what makes it happen. Everybody can relate to what Tim and Andrew had to say in those songs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and in, in case people don't realize it, that's that's Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber, correct? Yeah, absolutely right. Without Tim Rice with the lyrics and Andrew Lloyd Webber at the music, uh, none of this would have ever happened. Both of them absolutely brilliant. Tim uh, went into the first four books of the New Testament, primarily the book of John, to pull out the storyline and the dialogue. And then Andrew added these magnificent melodies to what Tim had put in his words. And they just joined together so magnificently, and that's what we're still singing today. Now, for you, was it the film or the stage that came first? Uh, actually, it definitely was the stage. Uh, I was in the, the very first uh, theatrical production of it in New York, and uh, then after that, we did the film. Uh, and certainly the uh, production in New York uh, helped solidify the possibility of making the film in Israel. Now, were you playing the role of Jesus in the original? Oh, my goodness, no. I, I, was, I was the guy who was sweeping out the theater after everything was done. <laughs> you know. I, I was cast, literally, as the understudy uh, for the role of Jesus and several other things. And that when you're an understudy, you have to be prepared to go on at any given time for whatever role that they want you to do. Ah. And I just had the great good fortune whenever uh, Norman Jewison uh, decided to make the film of Jesus Christ Superstar. He was in Los Angeles at the same time I was. I had the pleasure of starring in the Who's World Premiere Rock Opera Tommy. And uh, we got Norman Jewison and I got together during that, and I got a chance to sing Gethsemane for him. And by golly, he decided that. I could do the role in the film. Wow. Now, so you also did the role of Tommy? 
Yes, yes, yes. I'm one of those guys who who just happened to be in the right place at the right time, Brian, so many times, uh, and I was able to hit the high notes. Therefore, I was able to be in these rock operas. I was I was in Hair first for three years, and then Jesus Christ Superstar, and then Tommy, and then Sergeant Pepper. I got to do the lead roles in every one of those. It was an absolutely unbelievable experience for me that I shall never forget. Wow. Now, this this is uh, I, I I cringe to ask these questions, but you know, oh, it, don't cringe, please. <laughs> it's it's one on. of those things. Now, hair, Tommy, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Sergeant Pepper. Now, those are four shows with tremendous music in them. Is there yeah. one of those that was your favorite, or no, and, and I don't mean the role itself. I mean as far as the music. Is there any of those that were the the one that you said, oh, "I really got to do this one"? I, you know, I, I wish I could just say absolutely, but I got to tell you, every single one of them had qualities that were different, separate and apart from each other, yet yet so similar in their concept that it was as if we were doing a a concert. And we picked these particular songs to embellish a concert that everybody could relate to. Every single song in each one of those were magnificent. Oh, yeah. Projects were just overwhelming. Yeah. And all of them being so successful as albums prior to being done as either theatrical versions or film versions or whatever, everybody knew them, knew the music. So it was familiarity. You weren't introducing something new. You were giving them an additional concept version of what they already knew, every word to every song. It was remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it just it, it blows me away thinking of all those songs. I mean, the music of the Who, the Beatles, uh, you know, the the Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice music, and it's just in hair. I mean, <laughs> you know, people yes. know those and, songs. Yes, and just think, I had the pleasure of working with the creators of every one of those. Uh, obviously with hair, because uh, when hair was first done, it was the very first thing that was ever done on Broadway that had rock and roll music. Mm -hmm. to the wall. If it weren't for hair, there would not have been an opportunity for the others to come to New York to be done as a theater piece. You know, so Jerry Ragney and and, uh, and Jerome Ragney, excuse me, uh, and, and Ted, uh, uh, Jim Rado and Galt McDermott, who put the music together for Hair, I got a chance to work with the creators to get that together. Then when I got to do Superstar, certainly Andrew and Tim were there to make it work. Then wow. when we did The Who, they did Tommy, The Who were all out in L.A. because they wanted to just see if it would work. It, without them actually performing it live. They wanted to see if they could do it as a theatrical piece, so they came and showed us what they wanted us to do. Wow. Same thing with Sergeant Pepper. I mean, the, the, just think about going into a rehearsal and, and knowing that it, any given time, all four or one or two of them would be walking in to help you get the performances together. Think about that. Just, I, I'm the luckiest man alive to have been able to be a part of these things. Yeah, wow. I mean, it, I was at the Grammys uh, a couple of weeks ago there, and yeah, uh, yeah. You know, of course, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr were there, and just their presence in the, in the hall it was just, I mean, it was unbelievable. So I can imagine how you must have felt when they were you were working with them. I mean. Yeah, I'm just. Well, you just mentioned Ring, Ringo and Paul. You know, imagine if somebody says, "Ted, uh, how do you feel about 
say uh, on the next line you're going to sing, how do you feel that should be transferred? And I can say, Paul, what do you think? <laughs> or Ringo, how do you feel about the drum patterns? And you go, okay, show us what you want us to do. We'll be happy to do that. Just remarkable. Oh, jeez. Now, now, you are a drummer, too, right? Correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's how I started out, playing drums in rock and roll bands, you know. And uh, I love it. It's It's been, and that's what I am. I'm a rock and roll screamer from Texas who was able to hit the high notes and got lucky. Literally, that's what happened. It's remarkable that I had the opportunity at all to be in any of these. So I could not be more honored and, and add to that the fact that it's gone on as long as it has. Absolutely amazing. I am thankful. Yeah. Now, we're going to talk, we will talk more about Jesus Christ Superstar in a moment, but I want to go back in time a little bit to the Teddy Neely Five. <laughs> was that your first your research, haven't you? <laughs> was that your first band? Oh no, no, no. There were I mean, we were the first it was the same band, but we had so many different names it was ridiculous. In fact we got that name because we were we were traveling around the country just doing whatever we were doing and a guy saw us playing in a in a bar literally in Vegas. And he said, I have a club in Hawaii. Uh, how would you boys like to go over there and work? And we said, yes, that'd be great. <laughs> so he hired us for two weeks. Guess how long we stayed in that particular club in Hawaii? How long? Two years. Wow. So when we arrived there at this club, and it was called, to put us in a, a date and time, the, the nightclub was called the Peppermint Lounge. So that kind of dates it a little bit there. <laughs> when we arrived in Honolulu and went to the club to rehearse, it, on the marquee, it said, the Teddy Neely Five. We had never been referred to as that. He named us that, so we, we were that bad Hawaii, <laughs> and it stuck. So what are you going to do? Huh. So that must bring back a lot of memories when you hear that name, right? Oh, absolutely right. And, and time and experiences and fun. And, and imagine being in Hawaii at all, but mm. just to be there for that length of time. It was wonderful. Yeah, jeez. Now, is, is it true that... Your name, the Ted Neely Five, appeared in one of the episodes of Dragnet? Yes, it did. Matter of fact, we were working then in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, uh, at a place called The Trip, right on the Sunset Strip, just a block or so down from the Whiskey, where all those nightclubs are. And our name was on the marquee. Hmm. And apparently they shot a sequence of Jack Webb driving down Sunset Boulevard or whatever, and he drove right by that place. <laughs> we got more mail from people about that. It was absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. So now with Jesus Christ Superstar, we'll get back to that now. That was filmed in Israel. Yes. Yes. It must have put not an eerie feeling, but a, 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 a feeling of awe being filming this movie where this actually happened. Eerie, awe. I can't believe it. Constant. I mean, Norman Jewison, one of the most magnificent human beings to walk the face of the earth, the director of Jesus Christ Superstar, the film, uh, could have shot the film in any desert, anywhere. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, it, he could have shot it out here in the L.A. area. He chose to take us all to Israel because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to have that atmosphere with what we were doing, what he wanted us to do as actors and singers and dancers and all that. He wanted the backdrop of Israel. And boy, did he get it. And it was just... I tell you, no matter what we were doing, no matter when or where we were doing it, there was always this aura of we are walking where 
this actually happened. Mm. It was that the atmosphere was always filled with that desert everywhere. The most precious commodity was water because there wasn't any, you know, and heat, horrible heat in the desert. It's just desert. We were in the Dead Sea all that, all the time, and it was just remarkably hot. In fact, if I remember when we we first screened the film, first time we all just kind of looked at it before it was even finished, you know, dailies and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We were watching our our skin tone change colors, you know, get darker and darker as we were there longer and longer. It was just uh, I, I, breathtaking, honestly. And what we're doing now, I don't mean to jump gun on you, but uh, what we're doing a lot of now is screenings uh, to, to celebrate the anniversary of the film. Uh, and we have a, a brand new digital print of it, and it's even more vividly a, 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 aware now of, of the heat and what we were doing. It's absolutely gorgeous to see all of that. Wow. Yeah, you, I'm sure, you know, with the new technology, you must see every bit of sweat coming out of your pores and everything. I mean, You're absolutely right. And, and we see all of we who were in it and have joined together to see this, we see things all the time that we weren't even aware was there because mm-hmm. of the clarity of each frame that they, they've cleaned and redone. So it's just magnificent. But it is, what I'm saying is, had we done that somewhere else, it wouldn't have the same feeling. Knowing that 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 big old yellow, red, white, and green ugly bus at the beginning drives up and it's driving on the Negev Desert just next to the Dead Sea. It's not something you had to paint. It's right there in front of you. Atmosphere. Wonderful atmosphere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, we've had a lot of actors on the show, and... I asked them, you know, how was it playing if they were playing a, a John F. Kennedy or if they were playing, you know, people who who everybody knows. But, I mean, you're playing Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> a couple of people, a couple of people know who that person. Was. Right. How how do you? I mean, it's just amazing that you know you were doing that part and and you know it just it's it's just, it's just. I don't. I don't know. For you, it must have been. You know, how do you play that role? <laughs> Precisely. I, I, whenever I had the first opportunity to step into those sandals, I I was overwhelmed, and to this day, I am overwhelmed. But I must tell you, that is part of what feeds the magic of this piece. Because, you know, when when you're doing any character, you have to convince those who are watching, whether it's one person or millions of people watching a film or what have you, you must convince every single person in that audience that you are the character you are portraying, mm-hmm. see, regardless of who the character may be. Well, add to that, if you will, the fact that every person who saw and still sees Jesus Christ Superstar, they know Jesus personally. They all have an idea of what he's supposed to represent when they walk into that theater to right. see the film or the live play. So in this case, every single person who watches this is a critic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, I, I, I don't care where we are, especially in the live performances, 
no matter what city we're in, no matter how filled the arena may be, you walk up on that stage and you're standing just off stage, off, 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 uh, or out of sight of the audience, and the music starts. And the minute that music starts, again, you were talking about the music. The minute the music starts, it takes you somewhere else. Oh yeah. And helps you become the essence of the character, whoever you may be portraying. Yep. I watched it. I've watched it so many times with so many people who are going to, who will come up to me and say, "Ted, I, I know you've done this a lot, but this is my first time. How am I going to do this uh, this role?" And I, and I will say, "Let the music carry you to where you're supposed to be," and it always does. Yeah. So the additive elements you're talking about with Jesus is that I get to, as a result of attempting to represent that magnificent spiritual person. I get an opportunity to communicate one-on-one with everybody in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I feel that energy. It comes on that stage. It just There are times, honestly, I don't feel my feet touch the ground. Mm-hmm. And then after the show, I always get the chance to talk to people and see how they feel about it. And boy, let me tell you about that one-on-one, face-to-face communication. Nothing is better than that. Really, yeah. yeah. Huh. Now... Of course, you've done it on stage and you've done it in film. Live performance yes. as opposed to film. Which one would you rather do if you had a choice of, of you know, one or the other? It's so magnificent to me. Just keep offering. I'll do anything you wish me to, wherever, <laughs> whenever, however. And I must say, they both have their unique elements. The difference between film and live I mean you're doing the same character you're hoping desperately to present the same honesty in the character in the role and in the communication in the whole piece but there's something magnificent about the live experience that doesn't happen in film because when you're doing film no matter what you're doing at a certain point you're going to hear the director say cut when you're doing live theater that doesn't happen Mm-hmm. It starts and you carry on until it's finished. Right. You see, the, the element of continuation that theater gives you is not possible in film because the films are set up so that you can shoot on a specific location, a specific scene, and most of the time it's out of sequence. So you got to figure out where you were and <laughs> the last thing you just did and where you're going to be now and what's in the middle of that. That is a difficult thing to do, but the directors are always patient with us and do everything they possibly can to help us prepare. Yeah. Whereas in, in, in live theater, you do it straight through, and that gives you a, a comfort of being able to tell a story moment by moment by moment. So I, I, it's hard for me to say I prefer one over the other because the challenge in each is magnificent. Mm-hmm. I love the opportunity of doing both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's just... I'm know. sorry if I sound evasive. I don't mean to. It's no, no, I understand both, what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both are so rewarding. My goodness. And in the film, the reward comes, you know, it, with something, you, it, it might only take you two minutes to shoot. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, that was great. Or, oops, blew that one. I've got to do that one again. <laughs> you, see? Well, you just don't get that chance in theater to stop and start over. you got to maintain all the way through. Right. But now, with all the performances and you've done it thousands of times uh, uh, of playing Jesus now has there ever been a time where something humorous happened or while you're on stage or anything like that 
it wasn't supposed it wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> it, it, it's almost inevitable that those things will happen of course yeah, yeah. Uh, in this particular instance very rare simply because quite frankly everybody on stage in this particular show when we're doing it they are absolutely dedicated to the spirituality of the moment mm -hmm. and they they know full well that each person as i said earlier in that audience each person is technically a critic because they know they've read their bible stories they know which character is whom and what they do with each other and if you you know you don't fool around up there right yeah uh, the, the easiest way to get yourself your two weeks notice from a theatrical piece is to literally fool around on stage because there's always the director's assistants and, and stage managers who are there constantly viewing everything and giving critique after performances and so on so you really work hard to make sure that you get into that place and touch the imagination of the audience and embrace the fact that they are there giving us that right. imagination to help us make it work. Yeah. yeah. But is there ever... I have I have seen times honestly where people something just happened, maybe a set piece fell or somebody's microphone wasn't working or right. God forbid somebody stepped on somebody's costume and part of it fell off or something. I have seen moments like that where you had to literally do everything possible to keep from falling apart. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, if you're doing a comedy, that's okay. Right. You, know, yeah. you can ad lib, you can do things, you can, but this is definitely not a comedy. Right. Yeah. So, in other situations, yes. In other productions, yes. Those things have happened where it's fall down on the ground and laugh because you can't control it. You see. But this one, no. This is this is serious business all the way through, and we get our reward once the performance is completed. Yeah. Now, have um, have you been to the uh, Arinda Theater before? No, I have not. I'm looking forward. I hear it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah, you're in for a treat. It's a beautiful theater. And the good thing is, is that anybody in San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, anywhere in the Bay Area, they can just hop on the BART, and the BART takes you right to the theater. I mean, you get off the BART, and you walk across the street, and you're there at the theater. So, you know, they, they don't have to worry about parking or traffic or anything like that. It's just a, it's just a great and, – and it's $12, and it's going to be uh, Friday, February 28th at 7.30, and – you know what? What better thing to do? That you, three of you are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you did what you just did because uh, you know Derek was telling us that uh, you know that about the theater and, and everyone that, that we have personally talked about this to knows it. They go there all the time, and I've been concerned about what about if there are a few people who haven't been there and you just cleared that up. You can hop on the bark and it drops you off right there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's very convenient and. Uh, you know, so everybody can just shoot up the bark and be there and then, you know, not have to worry about traffic or anything and just get home, at, at, you know, at, the, at their leisure. And, and it's just a great place to go. But uh, That's wonderful. And I'm glad you said that they can get home at their leisure because uh, those who come to see these screenings who know me uh, know that I do tend to hang out a lot afterwards at the theater and talk. So as long as people know that no matter how long we stay there and spend time together, they can grab the bar and get home safely. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of restaurants around there and everything. So it's it's a great place to go. So but uh, now, Ted, I also understand that uh, you have a new CD coming out. That's right, I do. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, um, it's called Rock Opera, and obviously the name of that is drawn from the fact that if it weren't for rock opera, I wouldn't be in this business. So, and it's a it's a tribute piece. Um, it's a it's, shall we say the first in a what is planned to be a series of tribute pieces uh, that have uh, 
connections to rock opera in general and to the folks with whom I have worked uh, in my wonderful experiences and uh, dedicating pieces to those who have written great songs that were part of rock operas and certainly uh, new things that are part of rock operas yet to be heard. Wow. Can, any idea of what some of the cuts are going to be? Anything we know? Well, um, the the one that's getting the most, uh, we previewed it a few times, and one of the pieces that's getting the, the, the biggest, most incredible reaction is See Me, Feel Me, Listening to You uh, from the Who's Rock Opera, Tommy, Don't that I was in. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and that's, you know, again, me doing the best I can to pay tribute to what that was all about. So uh, one of the pieces that, that's also on rock opera is a duet between my dear friend Yvonne Elliman, who played Mary in Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. She and I are singing our, our version of Up Where We Belong, wow. the Joe Cocker, Jennifer Warren piece. That yes. done. And yeah. those, those two are getting such incredible reaction, and I'm so happy that people appreciate those. Yeah. Now, where can people get this? Well, it's going to be released very soon we're doing the final mixes as we speak that's why i said we've screened it a few times for people to get opinions and so on and uh we're going to it, it will definitely be on on itunes exclusively for the first uh, i think it's 10 days and then we're going to go with, uh, for all uh internet uh, connections that it will be available that's great that's great but it will be exclusive itunes for the beginning yeah mm-hmm. and yvonne element i mean when I hear her name, I think of I don't know how, how to love him. That's I mean that's just, oh yeah, <laughs> it's just a song that comes to my mind when I hear her name. And it certainly should. She uh, she is indigenous to that particular piece. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. Now I also understand that you are going to be playing Jesus on stage in Rome this Easter. Yes, can you believe that? That is incredible. It, it is unbelievable. Yes, it's going to. I'm actually going over there at the beginning of March to start rehearsals. It opens on Good Friday at Teatro Sistina, right there in Rome, and it's scheduled to run there at Teatro Sistina for eight to ten weeks, and then we take a short break, and then there's a tour that follows around the country. So I'll get to be in Italy for at least three, maybe four months. Now, is the Pope going to be there? <laughs> oh, uh, he's actually playing the high priest. <laughs> I hope that wasn't disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but I just figure someone who's as seemingly open-minded as he, he might just be there. He might. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, in answer to your question, we're all doing everything we can to see if it could be possible that he could uh, be there for one of the performances, because what would be better than that? Oh, My goodness, yeah. Greg, just... That would be incredible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ted, um, I'd like to finish up with two final questions for you. All right. Okay. Takes us away from Jesus Christ Superstar and Tommy and all the other things you've done. And uh, it's just something that's a little more uh, relaxing when you have time to relax. I'm sure you're on the road so much that you don't get to do this much. But when you get a chance to watch TV... What are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Wow, that's a tough one, because I I am, as they say, a a movie freak. I go to films all the time. I appreciate every kind of film that possibly can be made. Um, Well, I... 
it would be easier maybe to talk about uh, current favorites on television. I happen to be very excited about a new series called The Blacklist. I think that's a mm-hmm. wonderfully written piece, and the performances are absolutely incredible. Yep. And um, uh, I, I watch so much television whenever I do get a chance, but it's very, very seldom that I get to watch anything with any frequency. Sure. Um, in term, terms of film, um, wow, I, it's it's tough to pick one. Um, I was absolutely amazed with uh, Silence of the Lambs when I first saw that. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I'm one of those guys who saw Gone with the Wind and thought that was magnificent. So if you can start with Gone with the Wind and, say, take one film a week for every year since then to now, there's a list that long for me to say, <laughs> love this and this is why. This is magnificent and here's why. Um, so I hope I'm not, it doesn't sound like I'm being evasive, but I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a film worshiper, literally. Mm-hmm. I go all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was recommended recently uh, to, to go see the film uh, Philomena, which is up for Academy Awards. And sh- everything about that film was wonderful. Mm. I loved everything about it. I saw The Book Thief just a few days ago. That film is wonderful. And the cast, the young little girl that's playing the lead role, God, she's magnificent. Yeah. So forgive me if I'm avoiding anything here. That is not my plan. Yeah, no, that's fine. Ted, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and I want to recommend everybody that is in the San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland Bay Area to be sure to go to the Arinda Theater on Friday, February 28th at the Arinda Theater in Arinda, California. Take the BART, get there, relax, have a good time, meet three stars from Jesus Christ Superstar, and get a chance to talk with them. Ted, thank you very much for taking the time. Absolutely, my pleasure, and thank you. I hope we can talk again soon. I want to thank Ted Neely so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Great guest, and be sure if you are in the San Francisco area on Friday, February 28th at 7.30 at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, be sure to check that out because it's going to be a great time. Three of the film stars will be there, Ted Neely, Barry Denon, and Bob Bingham will all be there, so you can talk about the film. It's a great rock opera, and don't forget to check out Ted's new CD, Rock Opera, which will be coming out uh, later on, so uh, keep you updated on that one. Well, let's see here. What do we got? Got to finish this show up, but next week we got another great guest coming your way, so uh, we're really excited. Been making all kinds of connections, and uh, hope you're going to have uh, a good time listening to all the people we got coming your way in the next couple of weeks here at On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. We keep things uh, updated on there. And uh, also, if you are on iTunes, be sure to leave us a little review there. That would help us out to get out to more people. So if you would do that, it'll you know get us more listeners here at On Screen and Beyond. I always love that. Emails. If you want to send me an email, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I read them all, so it takes me some time sometimes, but I do get to them all. And that's a wrap for this week. And next week, like I say... We're going to have a great guest coming your way, so I hope you'll join me. So until then, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care.